Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and the Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with James Lewis, a senior fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, the Public Policy Research Institute. Dr. Lewis conducts research in rice wine technology, national security, and international economics. Welcome, Jim. Hey, how are you? I am fine. We're coming up to the first anniversary of President Obama's inauguration. What grade would you give the president in confronting the cybersecurity challenges that face the nation? Uh, I'd probably give him a B, B plus. The issue that people have fixated on has been the cyber coordinator at the White House, and that's been interesting to watch it play out. Not encouraging, but at other agencies, there's, there's been a lot of activity, and we can't necessarily see the results right now, but the DOD, DHS, the Homeland Security Department, even at state, uh, we're beginning to see people do things. So I give them a pretty good grade. Let's talk about the cybersecurity coordinator, the Center for Strategic International Studies Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency issued its report just over a year ago. One of its recommendations was the creation of the Office of Cyberspace in the White House, advice that the president didn't quite adopt. He does have a cybersecurity advisor, Howard Schmidt. What are the consequences of the president in not creating a more highly positioned cybersecurity official in the White House? Did create a coordinator, which is good. We need one. They have committed to come up with a new strategy, which we also recommended, and they, God knows they need one. The old one was dreadful, and it hasn't gotten any better. But the issue that we're going to face as a nation is we've got a new global infrastructure that we're dependent on, and we haven't figured out a good way to have the government deal with it. And normally what we would do is create some kind of new office, department, agency to look at this. You know, when telephones were invented, they came up with the FCC. When airplanes entered into commercial use, they came up with the FAA. That's the path we're on, and the question is how, how fast uh, should we go? These people have taken a go-slow approach, but eventually we'll get to the point where we're going to need the big office that the CSIS report called for. And you still feel that should be within the White House or something like the FCC or FAA, a separate agency? We thought that having it be something like a USTR, the U.S. Trade Representative's Office, which is attached to the White House but separate from it, it's actually right across the street there on 17th Street, you know, that might be the best approach. And so for now, we might want to think about that. You know, I think they would have been better off coming up with something like USTR, um, but they took a halfway step, so it could be worse. Halfway step after nine months. Regardless of his position in the White House, so what do you think of Howard Schmidt, and what would you consider his two or three top priorities? Well, I think his priorities are pretty clear. One of the things that's interesting about this is the president apparently cares about cybersecurity, and he's interested in it. And I know that he, right before Christmas, issued some commands, I guess, for Howard to pick up to basically get the ball, Howard and John Brennan, who he'll be working for, pick up the ball and start running with it. The political will is there. It doesn't always translate into action, but Howard has a good chance to do some things different. If he tries to do what the White House wanted to do in 2003, it won't work. And that means he's going to have to look at a couple really big and hard issues. He's going to have to look at the role of DOD. He's going to have to look at the need for authentication nationally for better identity management. And he's going to have to think about how we engage with other countries, things that we haven't done very well in the past. That's a tough agenda, but it's one he's going to need to tackle. Two points you just mentioned I'd like to address. So what was happening in 2003 that won't work today? 
Uh, we had a, a national strategy to secure cyberspace, and as people remember, the original draft written by Dick Clark, very action-oriented, very dynamic, and it was significantly watered down by the rest of the White House. What I usually say is they just took out all the nouns and verbs. But they left in a couple nouns and verbs. One was that private sector should lead. This has been a mantra in the Internet community for, for years. And private sector can't lead on this. That's the deal, right? Why not? It's just not capable of meeting the range of threats that we face. There was a big emphasis on public-private partnership and information sharing. I guess the theory was if you told people they were getting whacked, they would do something about it. That clearly hasn't worked. We need to rethink what a public-private partnership means. It gets back to this issue of who's leading. Is it the private sector or the government? I would say a public-private partnership with a more active government role led by the government and directed towards security is what we're going to have to do. And that's not at all what the 2003 strategy envisioned. Does that mean we'll have a need for some kind of regulation? You know, that's to be determined. Usually when the market fails, you have to regulate. The market has failed. So there's some things we can do, but I think some mandates, some regulation will end up being necessary. And that will be one of the things Howard has to tackle. Now, this doesn't mean some huge regulatory overlay. It doesn't mean giving DHS new authorities. But it means asking yourself, what is it that we need to require from consumers or from ISPs or from vendors to make the Internet more secure? Why isn't the market working? Two reasons for that. The first is, you know, we haven't seen the demand for security, and some people say that's because people don't know the threat. Compared to the Model T, the Model T was a dreadful car, old, antiquated, wooden parts, no seat belts, no safety class. People loved them because it was so cool, and that's kind of like the Internet. People love it, and they use it even though they know it's not secure. They don't realize the risk to themselves, and so individuals are willing to accept a risk, but when you aggregate that risk, it's very damaging for the larger society. And so just like with cars, where we had to set standards for safety in cars and seatbelts and all the other stuff, that's kind of the model we're in. There's some things that the market will not produce. The other part of this is the most sophisticated threats we face can overpower any private sector effort. And I know there's big companies that think they do a wonderful job and they have uh, you know, lots of people working on IT, but they're just not going to be a match for the PLA or the SVR, for the Chinese or Russian uh, intelligence agencies that spend hundreds of millions of dollars and have thousands of people trying to figure out how to beat them. And it's not just the Chinese and the Russians, unfortunately. Between the slow pace of improvement in the technology and between the rapid pace of improvement on the threat side, we can't wait for the market to fix this. Just as we didn't wait with cars or airplanes or steam engines or phones, this happens with all new technologies. It comes out and for a little while it's the Wild West and, you know, homebrew, and then after a while it matures and becomes something stable that economies and societies can rely on. So you mentioned a few other things. One was the role of the Department of Defense. I guess there's a few issues here. One, some concern about the NSA's involvement in cybersecurity. The other is what seems to be a delay with the confirmation of General Keith Alexander to the Cyber Command position in addition to his role as NSA director. What's happening there with that, and, and how does that fit into the DOD's role in cybersecurity for the government and the nation? Well, I think that the two aren't necessarily related. As I understand it, the delays with General Alexander are that he's been asked some questions by the committees, 
and they're having to come up with answers to those questions. How will the chain of command work? What are the different authorities that will be used? How will the relationship between the military command and the intelligence agency work? So I think they're working through some of the hard problems, and that's what the reason for the delay is. The question about DOD's role in cybersecurity gets back to the very sophisticated threat, what people sometimes call advanced persistent threat which is basically other countries' intelligence agencies. No company can deal with them. No civilian agency can deal with them. DHS is not going to be capable of defeating foreign intelligence agencies. And frankly, it's not clear to me that DOD will be able to do it either, but they're the only people we can afford to put in the game. If we don't find a better way to make use of NSA's capabilities, we will be unable to secure our national networks. I know that raises all sorts of red flags. The warrantless surveillance program did a huge disservice to the country in that regard, in in making everyone very nervous about privacy and civil liberties, and rightfully so. Does the change of administration change NSA culture in any way? NSA tends to get blamed for stuff that really they didn't do. It's not rogue agents. It's rogue politicians. So, yeah, there's a huge change, but the change in culture is at the White House, where the feeling that because we were maybe sort of kind of in some kind of war that we could suspend the Constitution or parts of it. I understand the theory. You know, they harken back to Lincoln and the Civil War. Don't agree with it. But it wasn't that NSA was saying to itself, gosh, I want to go out and eavesdrop on people. It's that they were instructed, ordered by the White House to do it. So now they're getting different orders, and that should make people comfortable. That's James Lewis, Senior Fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies and Project Director for the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency. We'll hear more from Lewis in Part 2 of our interview. For now, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and the Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.